Hey, it's Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. And before we get started with this episode, we just wanted to let you know that you're listening to an older episode and you may notice some differences. Firstly, we've changed the name of our podcast from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos to better reflect our focus on African mythology. Additionally, we've also changed our name from SAR to Adachi. That's right, but don't worry, it's still the same great podcast and you're on the right page. We're excited to continue sharing our love of African mythology with you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive into the fascinating world of, of African, African mythology. mythology. Cardi B once said... <laughs> Go on. Every great sentence starts with the line, Cardi B once said. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Episode 9 of Art Mythos. African mythology told through art. We're your hosts, Solomon and Adra. Adra, Adra and Solomon. Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it, really. <laughs> and how wild is it that we're nearly at our 10th episode of this? 10? Yeah. Big one zero. Like, like that's crazy. Damn, that's, that's like crazy. a decade. Yeah. Like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same, gosh. Same but yeah, we've been doing this for... Uh, a while now and as we said in the last episode we're something of a bit of like professionals now <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah yeah this sure. is us you be the judge okay so yesterday was the 8th of march so happy international women's day y'all you know happy yeah so seeing as march is the month of women mothers and all things good this episode as promised we're moving out of yoruba land and exploring different pantheons oh where do you feel like going today i feel like going somewhere hot with beautiful attractions you know i'm tired of this rain and i just want out i just want out okay okay I got just the place for you. Okay. We will be traveling to the Canary Islands. Ooh. Okay, not actually, just in case <laughs> you're too excited. About that was my train ticket. Oh, train ticket. Plane ticket. I want to be flown. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but here on this island is yes. where we can introduce you to our newest painting mm-hmm. of the goddess Chikaraxi. That's Chikaraxi. Like, when I first saw. Um, this obviously you know because we research these goddesses and gods and orishas and when i first came across chikraxi i i saw the name and i was like how do you even begin to pronounce this name bro you're talking about pronouncing like, my dyslexia was actually <laughs> up there's x's popping up in like different like, locations what? i don't know where the i belongs there's like, a's everywhere it, okay so it's, it's not c-h-i-x-a-r-a-x-i yeah Oh, wait. oh, is it spelled C H A X? Oh wait, look, look at me. I'm reading Solomon's spelling of this. It's actually sorry. I am dyslexic. So it's actually no, spelled. Like, right. <laughs> okay, but we will have it floating yeah. over here. But for the podcast audio listeners, it's C H A X I R A X I. So imagine if that's wrong. That no, that's right. It's a mouthful. So yeah, Chikraxi. I think we also came across another pronunciation, which was Shasi. 
Yeah. Which I like, so I feel like that sounds so beautiful. It sounds like something like out of Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, so sometimes we'll say Chikaraxi, sometimes we'll say Shasi. But it's the same person. Yes. Same goddess, even. Put some respect on that. Okay, okay so I will be taking you through a lovely introduction on this beautiful goddess, Shasi. I can't wait to hear this. Shasi is a goddess known as the Sun Mother in the religion of the Aboriginal. Okay, I'm gonna say this word. Is it Guanche? How do you say it? Guanche? I, I say Guanche people. Guanche. Okay, I'm Guanche. gonna go with Guanche because it sounds. Yeah. Sounds very like Rick and Morty kind of. But I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Guanche. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, so Shasi is known as the Sun Mother in the religion of the Guanche inhabitants of the Canary Islands, as we told you a bit, as we're going. Mm-hmm. So the native term Guanchine translated means person of Tenerife. Okay. So Guan meaning person and Ashine meaning Tenerife. I could mm. be getting these pronunciations all the way wrong, but it's, it's, she, you know, she's trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So the word is now mostly used to refer to the pre-Hispanic indigenous inhabitants of the entire islands. So, you know, the the, the black people. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, although the Canaries belong to Spain, they're situated just off the coast of Northwest Africa and the Guanches are actually Berbers who I think you'll go into more information. I will, I will. So, yeah, they're Berbers who have been in the Canary Islands for as long as 3,000 years. Mm. So, you know, they've been there. They, they... That's their location. Yeah. (laughs) So, as I said, Seoul will go into the Berbers a bit more, but they're just an ethnic group indigenous to the Marheb, my pronunciation, region of North Africa. So like Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, those areas. Oh, Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. So although the Guanches don't... I said Hemisphere, it's probably not (laughs) The Northern region. Hemisphere just sounded good. I disagree because I'm bad at geography, so I'm just like, yeah, it sounds great (laughs) to me. So, um... Yeah, although the Guanches don't necessarily exist as a distinct ethnic group mm-hmm. in the Canaries, traces of their culture and language can still be found there. And happy International Women's Day because their DNA tests show that a high proportion of the Canarian population have Guanche ancestry from their female lineage. Yeah. Oh. So from the female lineage in um, the Canaries, there's a lot of like Guanche ancestry. Okay. So, you know, we really carry, not I say we, but I'm not from there, but you know what I mean? <laughs> we as in the women. Um, that makes sense. So it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, definitely is cool. So Shasi was one of the principal goddesses of the Pantheon, um, which is like this awesome, extensive Guanche Pantheon that I'm sure we'll definitely cover in later episodes and you'll cover as well. Cause yes. you got quite excited when you, when you saw about that so yes i will be saying a little bit i'll give you a crash course yeah so she's associated with this star called the cannabis yeah we're smiling because is this what you're gonna say i'm gonna say a bit of it but okay not a lot you're good to carry on so yeah the cannabis is the brightest star in the southern constellation of canaria and it's the second brightest star in the night sky so it's pretty sick like, I, I, I feel like that was quite cool. So let me tell you the meaning of Shasi, as it's such an interesting name. Like, as we said, I didn't even know how to pronounce it when I first saw it. Like, it's literally such a cool name. 
And according to scholars of the Guanxi language, Shasi means either she who holds up the heavens mm. or bearer of he who possesses the world. So it's often translated as sun mother or mother of the sun, but that is normally the goddess title rather than like the actual meaning of her name, which is she who holds up the heavens. Yes. Um, so she's also associated by some people with the alleged appearance um, circa 1392 continued very in a very surprising way to do with this statue. So according to legends told by early Spanish settlers, a statue of the Virgin Mary, I just did inverted commas for you. Virgin, Virgin Mary. Mary. No, okay, holding a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So this statue was holding a child in one hand and a green candle in the other. Mm-hmm. And it was discovered on a beach on the island of Tenerife by two Guanchi goat herders. So obviously this was in 1392 before the islands were conquered by Spain. Yes. So one of the goat herders tried to throw a stone at the statue, but his arm became paralyzed. Arm, arm. Like dead. Like like, you know we have a, yeah, like dead. Like, I don't know if you've ever slept on your arm and then you lose all the blood circulation in this death. Cause that happens to me a lot, but it was like that. Mm -hmm. Dead arm. Yeah. Um, And the other goat herder tried to stab the statue with a knife, weird flex, but okay. Um, but he ended up stabbing himself. Yeah. Okay. So well. these goat herders were like, okay, this is some interesting statue. Like it's got some power behind it. So they took the statue to their king who recognized it as a sacred artifact and kept it in his cave place, palace, sorry. Yeah. So this statue became known as the image of Shasi. Okay. Um, so this was because it was holding a baby, so it was easy to see as a mother goddess. And as well as this, it was also holding a candle, which was a source of light. So they found it very easy to also associate it with the goddess who gave birth to the sun. So they're like, oh my right. God, this must be a statue of Shasta. Okay, so do they literally think that, you know, this image or this statue of the goddess was dropped onto that yeah, island yeah, from, the from the heavens? Yeah, from the heavens, yeah. And yeah, damn. And obviously because it had these weird, like, self-protecting powers, they were like, mm. it's definitely something of, like, a goddess. Yeah, I'd lose my shit too. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so later, a Guanxi who was enslaved by the Spanish um, and converted to Christianity mm. recognised the statue as the Virgin Mary. Um, so this Guanxi took it to another cave where it was then venerated as the Virgin Mary. So now this statue's kind of been colonised, <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> And I mean, was it really colonized? Because if it was originally the Virgin Mary, then it wasn't originally the Virgin Mary. They don't know. From this story, it just came out of it. They just two goat herders found it. I thought what they were saying was that so a statue was dropped onto this island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So someone made that statue. I mean, okay. allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, so if someone did make that statue, it yeah. would have been made from a different island and it flowed yeah, onto this island. Yeah. And so if it was made as the Virgin Mary and it was dropped onto this island and these people found it and then they say, oh, we rec- it has these symbols that seem mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. as our goddess. Yeah. So we made it our goddess. Yeah. And then this 
that that could be a good way of it. But mm. I saw quite a few stories. I didn't write them all down, but there was one because obviously this statue is quite dark skinned, isn't it? So mm. and you know the Virgin Mary is meant to be white, whatever. So, um, but I saw like another like interpretation of it where someone was like, it may have fallen from like the front of a ship. Mm. Do you know, like when people used to put like carvings and statues like to decorate the ship. Yeah. They said it must have, it might have fallen from like one of the front of the ships because sometimes mm. people used to carve like images like that around ships. Yes. And adding on to that, mm-hmm. um, apparently the reason why it would have been dark skin, mm-hmm. um, black in terms yeah. of black skin, is because apparently something to do with the materials that they, like a really expensive oil or mm-hmm. material used to do the carving or mm-hmm. to do to make the clay or whatever is made up of this like really dark material. So it's like really expensive. So the most expensive thing, so they would have used that to create yeah. this. This holy this statue, statue, yeah. Whatever. And yeah, um, really interesting. Yeah, so like, so soon enough, like archaeologists and everyone say that this cave that the statue is now in is like a holy site. Um, and many of the Guanche continue to see the statue as Shasi, mm-hmm. um, but some people see no difference between this mother goddess and the mother of God, Mary. So mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of crossovers there. Um, so when the islands were conquered, the Spanish believed that the Guanxi were already Christians because of the statue, because they saw it as the Virgin Mary. Mm. So they were like, oh, these people are already Christians. Um, but yeah, this original statue, this, this like self-protecting one, was lost in 1826 when a tsunami came and carried it out to sea. Um, from which it, this, apparently to the sea that it emerged from, the tsunami came and took it back. Um, so the statue that is there now is a copy of the original. Okay. Yeah. And actually, sorry, one last thing, something really interesting that I came across um, was that, so this veneration of the version of Candelaria, also the Virgin Mary, also the Shasi statue, spread through different countries and actually became to be identified as different goddesses. Okay, yeah. So like, for instance, in the Caribbean religion of Santeria, um, and the Yoruba storm goddess Oya, like so, people from different regions and religions that see this statue mm. interpret it as different people. Yeah. So some Yoruba people interpret the statue as Oya. Okay, that makes um, sense. Some Brazilian people um, interpret the statue as this goddess called Kanumbli, which I feel like I've come across her before, but I've heard the name Kanumbli. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And some people actually even um, interpret her as the love goddess Ocean. In Hinduism, they interpret her as the goddess Kali, who rules over time. And in the indigenous religion of Andes, um, they interpret her as the mother goddess of the earth, Pachamama. Um, so she's the mother goddess of the earth, time and fertility and harvest. Apparently that's the closest interpretation to Shasi, like across the different regions. Okay. regions. Yeah. So I feel like it's always interesting to see like all these links from various pantheons and figures and religions. And yeah, definitely. And what's really interesting is seeing how, you know, it sort of evolves as it goes through different cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess I'll talk a bit more about how it evolved going backwards as like yeah. where it evolved from as yeah, well. Yeah. So you just see it's like a continuous yeah. sort of evolution of the stories and I think the main reason is because you know if we're talking about like a mother goddess to do with the sun and like the stars you know that's something that was always there and pertinent to any civilization so creating these stories or ways of explaining it was definitely 
you know, something that they had to do. Yeah, and it's so cool how even though, like, all these different, like, religions and everything are so different in terms of, like, regions and, like, culture, their pantheons are always very similar. Very, I feel like yeah. it's the one thing that links everything mm-hmm. is their way of describing their interpretation of the world. It's always, like, extremely similar, which is so cool to see, like, it's, it's yeah. like... It's for like this kind of more like how the mind interprets things and it's like everyone always ends up coming to the same conclusion. Yes. It's so cool, yeah. Really cool. Um, so to wrap up the segment, Chelsea has a special festival on August the 15th to celebrate the end of the harvest season. And at that time, food is usually shared. So do you want to make a guess as to what type of food people have during this August 15th special festival for Chelsea? It's very random, so I'll be surprised if you get like at least one of them. Um, ooh. I'll give you a clue for okay. one. So think mother goddess, think mother. Milk? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get that. It's better than the first clue I was going to do. I don't know, because I was thinking of like stars and things. And for some reason, How are we going to eat got, stars? I was going to say starfish. <laughs> Patrick! <laughs> do people even eat Not starfishes? Not Patrick, no! Why not? Is it just like... Anyway, that's a massive that's, detail. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to figure that out. I wonder what they... Because they, they look like tongues. Yeah, but I've seen people eat a lot weirder things. I'm going to have to Google that. Um, You'll see a mukbang of it. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that, Patrick. So yeah, so foods such as milk, flour, um, flour made from roasted grains, sheep and goat's meat are usually shared during this festival. And that is the introduction into the lovely mother goddess, goddess of sun, Chasi, Chikraxi. That is amazing. You know what I was going to say? Um, imagine if you just got like, um, I wonder what we would sort of come up with if you had a blank template of, you know, these are stars, these are the moons, these are like the, like a blank template mm. of what the world is. No science to explain mm. it. What sort of stories would we create, create yeah. out of nothing about like templates and I've always wanted to try it and maybe one day we should try it as a creative exercise but I think the best way to try it is if you have if, if you if you have access to a child if you have access, <laughs> you have to, have a access to a child if you've got a child locked up with <laughs> I know what you meant but if, like if it, you can talk to <laughs> There's no good way of saying this, right? Okay, Sorry. If you have like a little son or daughter or nephew or niece or little cousin, or, you know, someone that hasn't yet been influenced by the, the world, mm-hmm. if you literally say to them, like, take them, like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh-huh. Like, so, like, show them the, the stars and the sky and the sun and stuff like that and be like, where I do you think? Show you the world. And be like, where do you think this came from? And because, you know, sometimes children come up with the, like, coolest and weirdest things. Mm. So if you literally be, like, obviously they have to be able to talk a bit. But where do like, stars come from? Yeah, if you just literally be like, where do you think these came from? I don't know if they were able to comprehend it at that age, but I feel like it'd be cool to see what they'd say. Definitely. Definitely. Because okay. there's not yet been, you know. Step one, find a child. Bye. Okay, and that brings us on to our next <laughs> segment. <laughs> Imagine 
Now we're on the Canary Islands. Imagine there's a green screen behind us. Ah. We've been taken away to the Canary Islands. Yeah. It's a popular destination for many Mm -hmm. people in the UK. Um, You know how many people have said they're trying to get out of Tenerife? You know, they want to be flown out. Flewed out. Flewed out. Anyway, one of the most popular tourist attractions is Mount Tide. Oh, okay. Um, and that's an active volcano on the island of Tenerife. Of course it is. And its last eruption was in like 1909. And it's visible from many parts of the island. So imagine there's going to be... Look it up on Google, okay? It's, you know, it's, it's like, going to be it's very appren- scary when that volcano erupts. Mm-hmm. It's, an appren- it's an impressive mountain. What's it called volcano. again? Um, Mount Tide. Mount Tide, okay. Yeah, so the mountain meant to the Guanche... Um, people, what Mount Olympus meant to the ancient Greeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it was supposed to be like the home of their gods, and yeah. it's supposed to, you know, it's believed to hold up the sky. And, you know, if you see how impressive it is, you can understand why they think that their gods would have lived up there. Yeah. Yeah, so, although you might have covered it a little bit, you're probably wondering, you know, who the Guanche people are yeah. and why are they relevant to us? Well, obviously, Adrian's already told you a bit about this, um, but I'm going to I'm about to tell you just a tiny, a tiny bit more, okay? So... <clears throat> The Gaunch people were the first inhabitants of the Canary Islands. Yeah. Um, and their myths and legends, you know, still resonate through the ages, giving small glimpses to the remarkable people. You know, some of their traditions and folklore still endure. Exactly, just told us a bit about. Anyway, so the Gaunch inhabited the, the island long before the Spanish, you know, and their, and their descendants of the Berber people. Um, you know, who were from the African mainland and they migrated to the island around 1000 BC. Um, so, yeah, so the minute, adds up. So it's like 3000, you said 3000. Yeah, 3000. The maths is maxing, okay? I'm not good at maths, <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> yeah, so. Some of the some of their mythology, legends, and traditions still persist, and so I thought to talk to you today about you know the their pantheon of gods and our main woman, Chikaraxi. Um, you know she's one of the main members of the pantheon mm-hmm. as previously established. So here's a crash course of the Guanches mythology. Yay! So. The supreme god of the Guanche of Tenerife was someone called Akiaman. I might be saying this wrong, but yeah, I'm going to say Akiaman, yeah? Or Akaman. Akaman. Yeah, so this is their... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So this is their creator and father god, whose name means the skies. He was the immortal, omnipotent creator of the land air, fire, and water. Give me Avatar vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of that. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. um, so, all living creatures owe their existence to him. Ackerman um, lived in the sky, but would sometimes manifest himself on the mountaintops to look upon the world which he had created. <laughs> so, imagine just seeing a big old head in the sky just uh. looking down at you like... Hey, don't mind me. I'm just watching. Ah! I created you, you know. Sounds like a family guy skit or something. Yeah, it's like, I'm watching you. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's like someone playing Sims and just like, yeah, I'm at the creation and all that. 
So yeah, in the Guanches mythology, um, Gaiota um, was the equivalent of the devil and um, shared similar characteristics with other divinities around the world associated with volcanoes. Okay. So think like Takar in Moana. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Gaiota lived inside the peak of Mount Taide, known as Ekihide. It was a place similar to hell and the entrance to the underworld and abode of like lesser demons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when Maui and Moana sort of dive into that volcano um, to find this hook? Yeah. So, this is a spoiler alert, but you know, if you haven't watched Moana by now, where have you what been? What are you doing? Where have you been? Get on the program. So yeah, in the um, Guanxi pantheon, the god of the sun and light was called Magic and was the most important of their um, divinities. You know, although the gender of Magic is ambiguous, mm. don't know. Don't know, don't know, don't we know. Don't know. Nice. Anyway, um, the name means possesses radiance. Ooh. Or mother of brightness. Ooh. Beautiful names, right? <laughs> Why mother if the gender is ambiguous? I thought that as well. But I guess if you're ambiguous, you're yeah. Yeah, you can you know go Ishi, from one they, to the other. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Love it. Um, Love yeah. It. So according to the Guanchi legend, Goyota kid so Goyota the devil yeah. figure kidnapped and imprisoned magic mm-hmm. in Mount Taide. Um, with magic, uh, with magic um, mm-hmm. incarcerated inside the volcano, the world fell into darkness. Ooh. Yeah. So when I heard the story, it was very similar to you know when um, in Hades' stories of like Persephone and how he tricked her yes. to be his wife, yes. allegedly. Mm-hmm. And you know when she's in Hades, you know the place. Yeah. Um, it's the reason for winter. Winter. Um, yeah. In the upper world. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of really similar to that. So the world outside fell into darkness because she was kidnapped in this volcano. So the people were afraid and prayed to the supreme god Ackerman to free magic. Yeah. And Ackerman um, heard the people and fought and defeated Gaiota, setting magic free, restoring sun and light to the world. No. Um, he imprisoned Gaiota in the volcano, in the volcanic center of Mount Taide, um, where he, you know, he rem- remained trapped ever since. Mm-hmm. And whenever Mount Taide erupted, you, um, you know, people thought that it was him sort of stirring up again. Mm-hmm. But what they did, so interesting. <laughs> so when they saw this mountain erupt, this volcano erupt, mm-hmm. they would light fires oh. on its slopes. So they'll go on the slopes where you see lava coming down, Bruh. light fire on it. Okay. Yeah, on it to taunt and frighten the god Gaiota. So imagine the volcano is literally erupting, erupting. and you just go on there, lighting fires. Like, okay. take that, Gaiota. Like, yeah, boy, that's... if you don't it, run, like, if you what? don't run. None of them made it out alive. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, um, another important goddess of the Ganshi Pantheon mm-hmm. was Chikorexi. And obviously, just the most important one for this episode. Yeah. Um, she is considered the sun mother and the great celestial mother um, associated with Canopus. Canopus? Canopus? Canopus. Canopus. Um, the star. 
And, you know, as you said, it's yeah. the second brightest star in the um, night sky, yeah. second only to Sirius, which is like the main sky. Yeah. Um, uh, don't quote me on this. I'm not an astrologist or a zodiac <laughs> babe, but I think, you know, since we've both said it now, it must be it true. Must be true. <laughs> You heard it here. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I won't lie to you. It was hard to find information on Chekaraxi. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Eventually I found out why. Why? It's because she met she has I, I said might mate have, but she has evolved from Tanit, which was the goddess worshipped by the Berber ancestors. Right, okay. So the, 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 like the first it, it used to be Tanit before. And then they changed it to Shasi or yeah, Chikraxi. Chikraxi, um, on the island of Tanit. Yeah, okay. Um, but if we take a step further back, um, Berber mythology is a set of ancient beliefs of the Berber people and one of the oldest inhabitants of North Africa. Mm. Many of the Berber beliefs have local origins while others are the product of foreign influences mm-hmm. so like sub-Saharan Africa mm-hmm. Egyptian mm-hmm. the Phoenic- Phoenician mm-hmm. the Iberian I- Arabian Greek Jewish mm-hmm. Christian and Islamic mythology it's a melting pot mm-hmm. of these different mythologies and influences to make sort of like the systems so Tanits or Tanits is the great goddess of Carthage worshipped there as its chief deity. She is the sky goddess who ruled over the sun, the stars and moon. And as the mother goddess, she was, you know, invoked for like fertility. Yeah. So Carthage, if you're asking, where's Carthage? I was thinking, what is Carthage? Thank you. (laughs) So Carthage was like an ancient city, um, like back in time, I think it's probably like before the Greeks or it's around the same time as the Greeks. Yeah. They're one of the great enemies of the Greek. Um, So it was a, it was the main city of the Phoenician um, colony in mm-hmm. North, in northern Africa. So you're going to have to look it up on the map. But it spans across the top of North Africa and, like, the south of Spain and Italy oh. and, like, the Lebanon areas for our geographers out there. But, yeah, Carthage itself was situated not too far from the modern city of Tunis or Tunisia. Oh! Yeah. So... Tanit was their highest deity of the city, called the Lady of Carthage. With her consort, Baalhaman, the god of the sky, mm-hmm. she watched over and protected Carthage. Nice. So Carthage was once the great enemy of Rome. Um, I said Greeks, but... Rome. The great enemy of Rome. Okay. Yes. And the... You know, and they had that three bitter wars, you know, fought between the two powers over the course of more than hundreds of years in the third and second century BCE. Yeah. So the Romans eventually were the victors and in their hatred utterly destroyed the city. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to segue, but I literally really hate it when like you hear of like historical events that have happened and like one group just completely destroys like the whole lineage and history of another because it really affects like how like we read history yeah and I feel like during, obviously during that time they don't either didn't care or they just didn't understand 
the impact that that would have had. Yeah, yeah, and obviously history is written by the victors. Back to Rome winning. <laughs> Back to the Romans. Yeah. So um, the Romans, despite their hatred for the Carthaginians, mm-hmm. identified Tanit with their um, goddess Juno Lucina. Okay. So Juno was, um, what was she? She was the same as Hera, who was the wife of Zeus, but yeah. in the Roman pantheon. Oh, cool, yeah. She was the wife of Jupiter. Okay. Her name was Juno. Anyway, um, so they identified Tanits um, with their aspect of their great goddess, Juno, um, you know, as a great mother and a great goddess and a patron of childbirth mm-hmm. and a light goddess who brings forth, you know, children into the day. Um, so, but also, as Tanit was also, you know, the goddess of the sky, the Romans named her Dia Celestia, mm. the heavenly goddess. So, yeah. And also, as you know, as a byproduct of its proximity to North Africa, the god Tenet also finds its way into the Egyptian pantheon. I was going to say, I recognise it from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as Nenet. Yes, that's... Also known as Nuit. Yeah. Or Nuit. And, you know, she has a rich story, but that is for another week. Yeah. Um, because we need to do a bit more interrogating into this. But it does take us in a nice way into, you know, the Egyptian pantheon, which is something that we really want to... Yeah. And we've started delving into. So, you know, this will be an interesting, interesting um, segue into it. So, yes, that is what I know about Chikaraxi or Tanit. Tanit. Um, yeah, and it was really it. an interesting also like delve into the whole pantheon and background of like it was really good. Yeah, it's actually quite like a um there was a, a good story behind their sort of their whole pantheon. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that could be made into, you know, a story, yeah. you know, Disney. Okay, I guess that is what my mind... If, if you look but, deep into it, that was what that, my mind Yeah, was. yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. I so, like yeah. it. Yeah, love it. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's honestly great to find out these stories. Yeah, and, yes. it's genuinely so interesting. And, look into it. and now you guys know as well. Now if you, you don't know, now you know. <laughs> So our next segment, as you know, is the African folktale. Yeah. Um, so Adwa is going to take us through an amazing folktale. And I wonder what it is. So my folktale today is called The Girls Who Wanted New Tea. Eh? <laughs> you know what this sounds like? This sounds like... What's her name? Cardi B once said... Go on. Every great sentence starts with the line Cardi B once said. No, you know what? I love it. You know what? She tweeted about um, it's better to get a PBL than it is to get your teeth fixed. Really? Yeah, because no one ever cared about crooked teeth, but they do care about that. Arguable. <laughs> I feel like it's better to get none. But if I really had to choose. You don't gotta oh, choose, baby. Okay. If I really had to choose, I'd choose new teeth because at least I wouldn't die. You know, the, the risk of dying. Mm, mm, so, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. 
Um, even though I don't want my teeth shaving down. Yeah, are we talking veneers here? Yeah. No, I'll just do, just do. I'll just do braces. Yeah, I'll, I'll do braces, please. Me too. Anyway, so <laughs> like we're actually going to go and get. We're not. Anyway, we're, we're actually not. Fine. Never we're beautiful. Never that. And we we're pro pro we're all natural. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, if you want to do surgery. That's on you. Hundred percent, you do it. You go, girl. You, you go, you boy. Girl. These you girls, go, girl. These girls sworn their new teeth. Let's get back <laughs> to the girls that wanted their teeth. Okay, they want their teeth. Okay. The funny thing They're is, out there with their gums up there. Oh, tell the story. They want their teeth, girl. So yeah, this story is from the Banya Ban Rwanda people in Rwanda. Hey, that is quite. It's quite a mouthful, yeah. Banya Banya Rwanda people in your Banya Rwanda people in Rwanda. Yeah. Basically a Rwanda folktale. Um quick disclaimer. I I know it's called the girls who wanted new teeth, but it's literally only that the first five seconds of the story is about this whole teeth thing. And then it just segues. Wanna have teeth. Girls just wanna have teeth. Oh girls just wanna have Happy International Women's Day. Get them teeth, girl. <laughs> I want to see you go. <laughs> um, so, a few young girls agreed together that they would go and get teeth created for them. But one of them was unable to join. Okay, is this... <laughs> is this a new folk tale, like, yeah, 2020? <laughs> No, it's not. So the girl said in a group chat, girl, I want to get new teeth. (laughs) Me too. Let's go get it together. But unfortunately, one of the squaddies were unable to join. Um, But this is because this girl's mother was dead and she had a stepmother who made her do a lot of work and made her life such a burden. So as a result, this girl was so poor, asking for new teeth from her stepmother was out of the question. This is our modern day Tiferella. <laughs> so when her friends came back and showed her their beautiful teeth, she was determined to carry on with her work and get her teeth. Like, you know, she was like, let me finish my day's work. I'm going to get these teeth by myself. Mm-hmm. So when the cows came home in the evening, she lit the fire so the smoke would drive away any mosquitoes and then helped with the milking of the cows. So she basically did her chores. Um, she served the evening meal. After supper, she bathed, oiled herself and left the house before anyone could notice. So before she made it far in the dark, she met a hyena who said to her, you maiden, where are you going? She answered, I'm going where all the other girls went. Father's wife would not let me go with them, so I'm going myself. Okay. The hyena said, "Go on then, child of Amana, and let her go in, and let her go in peace." So Amana in Rwanda is um, the crazed creator deity in the Banya Rwanda religion. Okay. So he's like the creator god, Amana. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the girl walked on, and after a while, she met a lion, who asked her the same question that the hyena asked her. Where are you going? And she answered the same way she answered the hyena. And the lion said, go and then child of Mana, and let her go in peace. So she walked on into the night and as dawn was breaking, she met Imana himself. He was re- represented as an old chief with a kind face. And he said to her, little maid, where are you going? And she answered, I've been living with my stepmother and she gives me so much to do that I couldn't get away and come with the other girls to ask for new teeth. 
So I came by myself. So it turns out this Ivana guy is the teeth guy. Man said, <laughs> fairy god. god. <laughs> fairy fairy god teeth. Tooth, tooth fairy. A whole new meaning for tooth fairy. fairy. Mm. <laughs> so Ivana said to her, you shall have them. And he gave her not only new teeth, but new skin too. Oh, I thought you were about to say it. Not just new teeth, I pimped your vibe. <laughs> you got grills. <laughs> like, you no, can bling it. It's literally like pick my ride. Where you go in and you're like, oh yeah, I like, I don't know, I like tennis. And they put like a bloody tennis court in your boot or something, something random like that, or fish tag because you have like, fish. You liked it so much. <laughs> we gave you fish tag. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I made you a teeth. So yeah, Imana said, um, I'm going to give you new teeth and new skin as well. And he made her beautiful all over. Wait, 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 wait. You say new skin? Um, probably just, you know, she was a teenager, so probably just fresh skin, you know. Okay, okay. Free from we're, pimples. We're, we're just talking, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We're not talking skin tone or anything like that, please. Okay, cool. Black is beautiful. So yeah, he also gave her new clothes and brass armlets and anklets and ornaments. She looked like a completely different girl. She was like, Damn. just came back from Turkey. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like a careful father, Imana saw her on her way home. And when they got to her village, he said to her, when you get home, whatever you do, you must not laugh or smile at anyone. Oh, no got, context. She got a Botox. <laughs> she got a Botox. She uh, like, <clears throat> so she's not allowed to laugh or smile at anyone. And then he left. So we prepared for a lot of different segues because you know how sometimes these folk tales go. It starts off on one tangent and ends off like in a complete. If you watch an episode of Family Guy, you understand. You know how they always start off with something mm, in the beginning mm. of the episode and then at the end is like a completely different storyline. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So when her stepmother saw her coming, she didn't recognize. Although, okay, sorry. <laughs> Damn, you changed up <laughs> mid sentence. <laughs> although, but. It is still relevant what happens here. Ignore what I said. Okay. So when her stepmother saw her coming, she didn't recognize her at first. Okay. But as soon as she did like come to know who she was, she cried out, she's been stealing things from the cheese place. Like, where did she get those bees and bangles? She must have been driving off her father's cows to sell them. Like, where did she get all these? Where was she pimped out from? Like, what is going on? So the stepmother was asking the girl all these questions about where she got her cloth and her bangles and her beads. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry Don't about worry. it, sweetheart. <laughs> That's the split. It's the split. It's the split. <laughs> and um, the girl wouldn't answer her. So the stepmother's spiteful speeches didn't impress the neighbors who got to know of the girl's good fortune. And just like in any other typical folktale, before a few days, Past a man came to her father to ask for her hand in marriage mm. with her son. Mm. It's like every time a girl comes back with money. Remember the one who died and came back yeah. and she was like with money, and then some guy came. It's like every time, like girl, it's like they can smell a rich girl. They're like, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But also, it means that when you get your money up, men come for you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's what she took lessons learned. That's what lessons learned. The moral of this story and is... Now it's like, get your money up, sis. And the men will be coming for you. So, um, 
the wedding took place and the girl followed her young husband to his home, as you do. So everything went well there. However, her husband and his family thought it was strange that they never saw her laugh or smile. Oh, she still ain't laughing. She still ain't laughing. Hey, the God said don't laugh or smile. She's not going to laugh or smile. So he, he, he didn't give her time. No, he just said don't he laugh or smile never. and left. Mm, mm, mm. So, See, that's the fine print <laughs> right there. So after some time, a baby boy was born and everything was going well until the child was about five years old and his grandmother, so the husband's mum, who had never been able to satisfy her curiosity, said to him, next time your mother gives you milk, say you won't take it unless she smiles at you. So tell her, if you don't smile, you will cry. And if she still doesn't smile, then you will die. This is what the grandma said to the little kid to say to his mum. No. Yeah, like, what the hell? So, Why? Yeah. So the child did as his grandmother told him, but um, his mum would not smile. So he began to cry and she still paid no attention. So he kept on screaming until he died. Oh. Yeah, he actually died. Damn, he, 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 he took it too far, man. Like, what else? If I was a grandma, I'd be thinking, oh, I didn't actually tell me to. Like, I didn't mean it literally. Oh, like, Hello? if I told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump? Uh, <laughs> a kid, probably. A, a kid, five-year-old. Yeah, okay, okay. So after this, his body was wrapped in a mat and carried out to a bush because Banya Rwanda don't bury their dead as a religion, so they just carry the, the bodies of the dead to bushes. Um, so the poor mother mourned, but she still couldn't disobey Imana's commandment. She still wouldn't laugh or smile. So, oh, why would she be smiling then? I don't know. <laughs> Coping mechanism. <laughs> After some... Or when you laugh at like inappropriate times, <laughs> like it's only at the funeral she's like, oh, you know what, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> No. So after some time, another baby boy was born. Um, and when this boy was old enough, the grandmother said the same thing to this baby. So she said the same thing. And as a result, the boy died and was once again carried out to the bush. I need to know how they're actually dying. From, I think from crying so much. That's what, that's what it says. Okay. Non-stop crying, I guess they just overexerted themselves and died. Where's the father in all of this? Bro, like, where's the father in anything? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, once again, another baby was born after some time. This time it was a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the girl was about three years old, her mother one evening took her to the bush where, you know, they buried, not buried, but they laid their babies so long ago and cried to Imana. Oh, okay, that's where it's going. I, th- I thought she was like, oh, this is where you're going to be. showing you now. No, no, you don't. She <laughs> took the, the baby girl there and cried to Imana, the God. She said, Yi Baba we, which means, oh, my father. Oh, Imana, Lord of Rwanda, I have never once disobeyed you. Will you not save this little one? So she looked up and Imana was standing before her, looking as kind as he had when she first met him. And he said to her, come here and see your children. I've brought them back to life. You may smile now. And so she did. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it only took her losing two children, I guess. So they, they ran to her and Imana touched the woman's face. And she became young again, because obviously time had passed and she 
aged. Mm. So now he touched her face and she became young again and more beautiful than ever. He gave her new skin and new teeth. And he gave her beautiful cloth and beads to wear once again. And he told his servants to fetch some cows and went with her and her children home. So when her husband, there he is, he's made an appearance, <laughs> saw her <Yes>. coming. <laughs> when he saw her coming, he couldn't believe his eyes. The man was too stunned to speak. He was like, what? My wife? She it's looks like... Cue that Stormzy clip. <laughs> is that... Um, um... So he invited them into the house and they all sat down and then Mana said to him, look at your wife and children. You've got to make them happy and live comfortably with them. You will soon see her smiling at you and at them as well. It was I who forbade her to laugh and some wicked people went and set the children on to try and make her laugh and they died. I can just imagine the grandma like in the corner somewhere thinking. Yeah, some wicked people. Uh, yeah. All there. <laughs> For me. So, Amina said, now I've brought them back to life. Here they are with their mother and see that you live happily together. You need to make them happy, basically, for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, Imana is a god, so he knows everything in it. Mm-hmm. So he said, as for your mother, he said to the husband, I'm going to burn her in her house because she did a wicked thing. However, I will leave you to enjoy all her belongings because you have done no wrong. Damn. Uh, that, that, that curious grandma didn't get away with that, unfortunately. That's so, then Imana vanished from their sight, and while they were still gazing in astonishment, because obviously this is a god, a great black cloud gathered over the grandmother's hut, and after a dazzling flash, the hut and everyone and everything in it burned into ashes. And before they'd even begun to recover from the shock, Imana appeared again in a blind. I haven't recovered from the shock. Wait. <laughs> well, you can't. They didn't. <laughs> so Imana um, appeared again in the blinding light and said to the husband, remember my words and all shall be well with you. And a moment later, he was gone. And they all looked happy and after. <laughs> Damn. So that's the story. It's pretty cool. It's got a lot of... <sighs> definitely got a lot of interesting aspects to it. You know, a new vibe to Curiosity, curiosity Kill the Cat. That is a new, whole new vibe to that. Um, I mean... Yeah, but to be honest, I think I need to realise that that grandmother was really evil because yeah. after the first one, I knew that she died. Died because of that you. He died. Yeah, you and did you it again. the second one to do the same thing. That's pure evil. Yeah, knowing that the child would die. Yeah, yeah, that's pure evil. Yeah. And, and that, you, you know, you need to start cutting off people even if they're family. And she definitely would have done it to the third yeah, one. Yeah, third one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, she, yeah, she deserved like, what it. What she had to do was ask the girl, why don't you smile? I'm sure yeah. she could have said, I can't smile because God Yeah, me. and either way, it's not your business. It's not your business. It's not man. your business. How is it affecting you personally? It's not your business. So anyway, that's my African folktale. It all started with veneers and ended with... A oh yeah, <laughs> okay, so that's what I said. <laughs> it was an Yeah, yeah, yeah. These girls just want the new teeth, you know. But I guess there's something in there about not new teeth, not smiling. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, teeth smiling. Yeah, because she, oh. obviously she got the new teeth so she could 
Um, but then all this time she couldn't even use the teeth as in you know you see your teeth mm. when you smile like mm. so like she got the new teeth and everything and she's still mean, there's a way to laugh without showing your teeth I saw, I saw you know from the office Michael Scott doing the no teeth smile like, yeah <laughs> 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 yeah I love the office. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, yep. so that was the African folktale. Yeah. And so next we have our African, African proverb of the week. That's it. <laughs> My tongue's got tired there. <laughs> this time we'll be saying it uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is shade. That is shade. Go back to last episode. <laughs> Proverb of the week. And it's simply a child's hand is not burned by the hot yam which is placed onto his palm by his mother. Oh wait, 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 sorry. I'll say that again. He says simply, there's a lot of steps in this proverb. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) Okay. A child's hand is not burned by the hot yam which is placed onto his palm by his mother. Okay, what's that mean? So what it means is that a child. <laughs> <laughs> what it means what? is that. So imagine if there's like um, hot food or whatever. Yeah. And your mum is giving it to you. Yeah. She would have been the one to hold it first, so she would hold it until it's not hot anymore, oh. and then she'll give it to you. So then your hand doesn't burn. Yeah. It's like so she takes the burden. She yeah. takes the pain, and she makes oh. sure that you're shielded from it. What a lovely little significant Mother's Day, International Women's Day. It is Day. An amazing. Um, we love yeah, it. it tell, it's a tale of that sacrifice yeah. and love um, and a mother's warmth. Um, and yeah, I thought that we should bring that to you. That's so great. take this into your week, your month. Um, and, you know, remember your mother. As long as it's not like that grandmother in your folktale. <laughs> Your mother, your auntie, your grandma, any important woman in your life. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, give them a hug, say thank you. Give yeah. them a little text message saying that you love them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even doing that. <laughs> but yeah, and you know. Um, so that that was this episode. It was really fun. It was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I honestly, you guys did too. we had a great time filming it. You know, um, we had a great time listening to it. Yeah, it was good to like. This is like our first episode ever stepping away from the Yoruba. I love my Nigerians, but stepping away from the Yoruba um, mythology side, and yeah. it's actually quite interesting to see other African-inspired mythologies. Yeah, and their pumpkins and rich yeah. history, and we'll be delving deeper into a lot more. Um, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, the next one we are going to is Egyptian. We're doing the Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot there, a lot there. So it might be a few episodes, but we want to learn. We want to learn. We'll learn together. And if you really loved, like, our story of Shasi, Chikraxi, um, we do have our painting and prints of our painting up on our website. So, you know, why don't you just... You know, buy yourself a splash of sun and, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't make it to Tenerife, 
take take our Tenerife take our, to you. Yeah, take our Chelsea yeah. painting home mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And even um, if you do go to Tenerife, still take the paint. And you know what's cool? Like when you buy the painting or the print and hang it in your house, whenever someone comes and says like, "Oh, what's that?" you can tell them the story. Yeah, like you yourself can be like, yeah, this is the sun mother, the mm. mother goddess, and you can tell them the story. And you can tell them the whole history of yeah. how it evolved. You will be that knowledgeable person. You look so cool. You actually look so cool. Yeah, we like, did that let, let us know when you do that because we will mm. literally be so happy. Yeah, be honestly. So, yeah, <laughs> that is this episode. Yeah, um, with, we're thinking of doing like mini sodes. Oh, yes. So, so, let us know what you think about that. But we're literally thinking of doing like shorter versions of like yeah. um, these episodes it could literally be as often. short as like 10 minutes and we just tell one quick story yeah one quick fire story um, and we kind of want to do it because obviously we know we do these like monthly so we yeah. want to add some minisodes in there for you guys so you can listen to a bit more of us and our African mythology yeah and we get to find out more so it's a win-win but all we want you to do is you know hit up the reviews and um let us know what you want and yeah. if there's any special um gods yeah. goddesses or pantheons that you want us to delve into or maybe if you want to correct us on something that we might have said that you know yeah I mean we got told the other day that Yemoja is actually Yemoja Yemoja although you know we do say it in different ways so you know um, I mean feel free to let us know feel free to let us know any we're guy, being educated yeah, any conversation and you're being good. educated as well as we are so yeah amazing this has been um, this episode oh, we have been art art with- <laughs> <laughs> let's go again okay so this has been this episode of Art Mythos. We have been your host, Solomon Adwa. Adwa Solomon. Whichever way you want to see. You have a fantastic day, week, month, year, life. That is so <laughs> covered beautiful. all the bases. And shout out to all women and shout out to all women everywhere. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> that is a woman. <laughs>